0: Welcome to C3 Church, Tagra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. For those of you who don't know, I have a postie bike. It's the Honda CT 110. There I am at Spoon Bay Lookout. Just like, what an awesome bike, eh? What an awesome bike. Look at those legs too. Yeah, really good. I love my postie bike and um, I ride it heaps of places. I ride it every day just about. Um, It's so much fun. I love it. Uh, Andrew and I, we did like this um, track once between Battle and Forries and no other bike that you would ride on the road would be able to make it, but the Posty can make it. Um, I think my mirror got broken in that adventure, but it's an awesome bike. They never die. They're really good bikes. Um, and so I, I ride my bike to work every day. Um, not to Sydney, but to where the company car is. And then we all jump in the company car and we all go off to work. And I got back from work one time and I uh, hopped on my postie. Just such a noble steed. I hopped on my postie and I, I, I took off. I, start, I kicked it over. I long for the day, like I've just got my peas, I long for the day that I can start my bike like this. That would be so good, because at that moment, i got to kick it and kick it until it starts. But I kicked it over, it started, thankfully, and um, I started to take off. And the ride to my destination was absolutely terrible. <laughs> I was freaking out. I was like, what is wrong with my bike? It feels like I'm going to fall off. Anyway, it was, it was crazy. I had a flat tire at the back. Um, I did eventually get there, but it was heaps bumpier. It was so much harder to steer, and it took me a lot longer to get to where I needed to be. Um, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior by faith, so many crazy things happen. Like, it's like the fabric of the cosmos changes. The moment we decide to put our faith in Jesus Christ, and, and when we receive Him as our Lord and Savior, all these changes take place in our life. And some of these changes are, uh, we enter into a relationship with God ever stop and think about that you're in a relationship with god it's mind-blowing um we are forgiven we are freed from sin and death we have eternal life we are made righteous before god through the work of jesus christ that is mind-boggling we are made righteous clean perfect um Regardless of what we do or try to do or whatever situation or trial we face, God's love and favor are for us. We are given a new life. We are given a new life. And Pastor Julie touched on it this morning. Uh, I just want to read out uh, John 10.10, it says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life. And have it to the full, so as believers, we have access now since the cosmos has changed because you 've put your faith in Jesus Christ. Now you have access to this new life this this life to the full, and um, so when we think about this new life, we realize that there is an old life, and when you are a Christian. And you choose to stay in the old life and function out of the old life, you will find it heaps bumpier, so much harder to steer, and it will take a lot longer to get to where you need to be. Um, but if we are to lay hold of this new life and enjoy it, there is a journey that must be taken There is a journey that must be taken to to live out in this new life, to to move from the old life and enter into the new life. There is a journey that's got to take place. And much to Candice's disgust, I have to use this word. She hates these these crazy theological words that I learned in Bible Bible college. Um, But this journey is called Sanctification. Sanctification. Candace, whenever I say it, whenever I talk about it, she's like, "Can you not use that word? Can you use something else?" Sanctification. What? Um, <laughs> and a big part of what sanctification is all about is turning away from the the old self and the old life, and and laying hold of and receiving this new life that Jesus has given us sanctification, it's a journey. Um, Ephesians 4, if you've got a Bible, we can flick to that. That would be great. Ephesians 4, and we're going to turn to verse 22. You were being taught... Okay, so let me just back it up. Paul is reiterating um, what was previously said to them and taught to... Uh, the Ephesians some time ago. Uh, You were being taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So I just want to read this again. It's a it's, it's really cool. Um, Ephesians four twenty two. You were being taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, which is created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness so you just got to get rid of the old self put on the new self sounds so simple doesn't it sounds easy but alas it if it was that easy i'd be a heaps better guy right now it's not really so simple it's it's it sounds so simple say so i've got to get rid of the old way, the ways of the world, my old self, and receive this new life and, and and the the ways of God so it's just like a simple turn and a switch. sounds so simple, but it is so hard and paul the apostle Paul sums it up so um so brilliantly in this um, next passage of a scripture that I want to read out. it's, from, it's Romans seven. We're going to go to 22 and we're going to go through 25. It says, For in my inner being I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind, making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. So Paul identifies with this inner struggle. We've, we've become a Christian by putting faith in Jesus Christ and all these incredible things have taken place. We have access to this new life, but there's still an old life and we've got to try and turn from it to the good life. But it, sometimes when we do that, we, we want to do this, but we find ourselves doing this. And then sometimes when we don't want to do that and try and do this, we it, it, we come back to it. And But then sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. We access it and we walk it and it's great and it's, and it's good. And I think there's an important point that Paul is trying to um, theatrically make here. Um, he's making it sound so so doom and gloomish. Um, and I think he's what he's trying to say. Like, if you try and do it on your own strength, it's sort of like I just keep failing. I keep failing. I, I want to do good. I can't. Um, there's this war. But then he so brilliantly says, "But thanks be to Jesus Christ, who deliver delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord." So something that I take from that is is that when we try and do it in our own strength, it is impossible to 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 be uh, laying hold of this new life that's been given to us. But through the power of Jesus Christ, we can attain it. It becomes very achievable when we access and lean into the presence of God. So there's, a, there's this war going on inside of us. And there's this um, old American Indian tale. I don't know, some of you may have heard it before. And... I just want to share with you now, it's these two Cherokees. One's a grandfather and and one's the the grandson. And the the, the grandfather is with the boy and he's teaching him about life. And he looks at his grandchild and says, Oh, there is a terrible war within me. There's a terrible war within me. And it's between two wolves there's two wolves inside of me and they're at war um one wolf he's bad and and he is anger he is hate he is you know pride and and envy and and all these things that are nasty and the other wolf he is good he is love he is peace he is generosity and he's he's all these things good and and the grandfather says, That same war is going on inside of you. And that same war is going on inside of everyone. And the little grandson, he was he he, he quietened and he and he thought about it for a while. He was like, Right, there's this war going on here. And then uh he so he thought about it, then he looked at his grandfather and says, So so who wins? Who wins this war? And, and the grandfather just looks at him and says, it's just the one you feed. And it's the one that we feed. So there's this old self and there's this new life and we can feed the old life or we can feed the new life. Um, how do we feed the new life? Um something that I, uh, it's, this is simple. Let me assure you. Remember how I said like changing into this awesome guy and laying hold of all the blessings of the new life is, is not so simple when you try and do it in your own strength. This is something that is, it is a lot easier to do than try and think of everything at once. And when you think about just these four things, you'll find that you end up over here automatically by, by just doing these four things. And the first thing that we would do to help us feed the new self, which has been given to us graciously by Jesus, is spending time with God. Just spend time with God. The, the second one is reading the Word of God. Read your Bible. Uh, the other thing we can do is pray. It's, it's prayer. A lot of us have heard these so many times. Spend time with God. Read the Word. Pray. And they seem so, at times, so menial. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. But they're the most important things we can do. And the fourth thing that I find that gets completely overlooked is... Is coming together and fellowshipping with your brothers and sisters in Christ. That is that is the vital key. It's like four things that you gotta do together. When you do all those together, you find yourself being naturally pushed into this new life. You find it a lot easier to lay hold of this new life which has been given to us in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Um when we do these things we find it much easier to make some trade-offs like with the tire you know you change the flat one you put on the fresh traction pumped up tire and you find that it gets a little easier to steer it's a little less bumpy and you get to where you're supposed to be going a lot quicker um it it's a it's 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 cool i love it um some of us are here today and we need to swap some things, you know, we need to swap maybe some hate for love, we might need to swap some, I want to punch this guy in the face to, I wonder what made him be such a jerk, I mean, um, what what, what is he str- what's happened in his life for him to struggle like this, um, yeah. I've had a few of those moments where I was in just totally functioning in my old self. I was like, I was ready. I was like, yet my fist was clenched. I was ready to go. But the Holy Spirit pulled me out of the old self and into the new self, and I was like, oh, yeah, I wonder what this guy's been through. Um, some of us need to swap I got to move forward, I was like totally involved in that, that 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 memory. We need to swap some hate for love, swap some discord for kindness, swap some drunkenness for self control. There's a whole lot of things that we can swap. Um, Galatians, if you want to turn with me, let's go to Galatians, and we're going to go to chapter five. I'll start at verse nineteen. The acts of the flesh are obvious: sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and factions and envy, drunkenness. Orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know what I find is also really interesting about that? You think of all these things as personal virtues you know and there's like a whole bunch of faulted and flawed um, uh, characteristics and attributes that are that are explained and then there's a whole bunch of good uh, attributes and characteristics and you think of it as a very personal level but if you look into it the majority of those things that they're talking about of the negative they're all things that just bring apart and crumble healthy community they His his thinking is about protecting community, which is a massive part of being connected to God. And and we need the community to grow and to walk down this path of sanctification, this healthy community. So anyway, that was just an interesting side note I've just thrown in there. But I tell you what, an excellent indicator, I find... When you are moving from the old self into the new self and you're laying hold of this new life that God has given us through Jesus Christ, when we're doing that, we find that the fruits of the Spirit become more and more evident we, and these are sharpened by those four things of spending time with God, reading the Word, um, praying, and, and meeting together as a community. The indicator that I find is, is, a, is a helpful way to, to gauge where I'm at Is simply by by stopping and having a think about how my love is going, and how my love is to God, to others, and to myself. If that's going really well, I know I'm I'm over here. But if it's not going so well, I know I'm over here. Um, It's a really good gauge, I find. That's just personal. How much do I love God, love others, and love myself in that order? How much do I love, and I, I think you find that the more time you do all those things i 'm talking about, you find that your love for God, your love for others, and the love for yourself begins to grow. Last scripture absolutely torn through this message, keeping it very straight to the point we 're going to finish up soon and and maybe we could get the the musicians to come up at a time. Uh, later just to do some maybe come to the altar and do some trade-offs like we did the other night um swapping some flat tires for some new tires um that'd be good i think last scripture is 1 corinthians we're going go to go to chapter 3 and we're going to go to verse 17 now the lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Now, when you read that the first time maybe, and, and sort of just reading that piece without doing the whole background, you go, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate, you go, what? Um, but they're talking about the, the old, before Jesus Christ came and did the most incredible work, there was, there was a guy called Moses, and he had to cover his face in the presence of God because uh, he would surely die if uh, he looked. Um, but Jesus Christ came, the, the curtain was split in two, and God's presence came out, and through the, the blood of Jesus Christ, we have full access into the presence of Of God we won't be struck down anymore that's an incredible thing thank you King Jesus um so now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom and we all who with unveiled faces can now contemplate the Lord's glory and we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the spirit uh, the New King James says that we we go from glory to glory. We go from glory to glory being transformed into the image of Christ. Which comes, this transformation, this comes from the Holy Spirit. It's all in that, that, that passage. It's, it's incredible. Um, just two things I want to highlight here. It is... They, he makes a point of of glory to glory, and he makes a point that we are changed and transformed by the spirit of the Lord by the spirit of the lord um, so it 's glory to glory you know it 's not imperfect to perfect straight away it's it's it 's ever-increasing. It actually says in, in our uh, the translation I first said, it's with ever-increasing glory we are transformed into the image of Christ. It's, it's ever-increasing. So it's not like this dramatic change, bang, bang. And don't you find that when we're a Christian and then we learn about how awesome God is and, and there's this new life and there's this, w- this way of living and, and, and we find ourselves not living this, this awesome way and we get so hard on ourselves? And we go like, oh, flip! Like, I just punched the guy in the face the other day. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, but you know what I mean. And, and we beat ourselves up. But God is not saying you need to be perfect right now. Straight change, bam! Lay complete hold of this new life. He's saying you're going to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus Christ, ever increasing glory to glory. It's not a. It, it won't happen overnight but it will happen. And how will it happen? The scripture is very, very clear. It is by the spirit of the Lord. Okay. Um, So this journey of sanctification is exactly that. It's a journey. It's something that we need to acknowledge as a journey and walk it. And when we're walking it, the only way that we are going to be successful is that we walk it with Jesus Christ, relying on the Spirit to bring forth the change that is so wonderful. So, on the journey of being changed into the likeness of Jesus, I believe we need to simultaneously be putting our best effort interchanging, yet on the other hand, being completely dependent upon the Holy Spirit. It's like this, these two conflicting things that clash, but make so much sense when you're with God. You've got to fight to, to, to live the life that God is calling you to, but at the same time, you've got to be completely dependent and, and surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit, because when you try and do it all on your own, you, you're going to fall on your face every time. But if you just rely on the Holy Spirit but don't do anything to make change, then nothing happens either. So it's got to be this this surrendering fight, this fighting to change and surrendering, surrendering to the Spirit to, to, to bring forth and lay hold of this new life. Everyone has a destination. Everyone has got significant points and places in their life that that God would love for you to all get to. The main thing's done. The the main work has been done. Our final, final destination is secure and safe. But there's all these other little places that we could get to along the road if we would just change some of our flat tires and put on the new tires. We've got to try our best but we've got to rely on the holy spirit to change us because it is the holy spirit who perfects the sanctifying work within us and brings about the beautiful change